this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we wrap up our adventure in Acts with shipwreck, events on Malta, Paul arrives in Rome, and Paul preaches the gospel in Rome, and then we dive back into Genesis with genealogy of Seth. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or on your favorite podcast provider. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. It's good advice every day. As a pastor, I've counseled families on the most important personal decisions, even abortion. Abortion is a private family decision. Government needs to stay out of family decision-making. That's what issue one is all about. It gives families the freedom to make their own decisions without judgment and without the government getting involved. Vote yes. That's Pastor Tim Ahrens of First Congregation or United Church of Christ in Columbus, Ohio, speaking in a TV ad for a pro-abortion ballot initiative in Ohio. How is he misusing those words of Jesus, judge not lest you be judged? Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc., coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. Pastor Paul Schluter joins us to respond to that ad and to rightly interpret Jesus' words, judge not. We'll continue Issues Etc. Reformation Week, our series Paths to Lutheranism, talking about Sarah St. Ange's past from Lutheranism to Roman Catholicism, then back to Lutheranism. Then Dr. John Warwick Montgomery will tell us his story of coming to Lutheranism from liberal Protestantism. Pastor Paul Schluter is pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Milford Center, Ohio. He's author of a column for The Federalist titled Pastor Twists the Bible to Promote Ohio's Pro-Abortion Ballot Initiative in TV Ad. Paul, welcome back. Thank you. What is Ohio's Issue 1 Ballot Initiative? Well, next Tuesday, the, uh, the, the residents of the state of Ohio will be going to the polls and will have the opportunity to vote on Issue 1. Issue 1, it would establish the right to have an abortion in the state constitution. And there's a lot of tricky language in in the ballot initiative that would allow for pretty much unrestricted access during all nine months of pregnancy for an abortion. It it would uh, take away parental rights to have any say or knowledge of the abortion. And I mean, it doesn't come right out and say that, but in the way that it's worded, it would allow for those things and could be interpreted in that way. So it's it's really uh, oh I I don't know I did there probably isn't a better word to say than just to say that it's it's evil puts children at risk puts women at risk puts uh, families at risk. Tell us about the TV ads featuring Pastor Tim Arns. Well, you know, I mean, the first time I saw the ad, it was troubling. For for me, because he comes on, he reads from his Bible, from Matthew 7, do not judge and you will not be judged, and he goes on to talk about how he counsels with uh, lots of families, and uh, every family has their own needs, and uh, need to they, they need to have the freedom to make personal choices, and that abortion is a personal choice and should be an option for families who want to make the choice. And the visuals in the ad 
really underscore the religious angle. You know, so there's a, an interview with Pastor Aaron as he's talking and reading his Bible, and then there's the camera pans the inside uh, the, the sanctuary of a church, and there's uh, visuals of a family sitting around their their dinner table, holding hands to pray. And so, I mean, you almost get the sense from watching the ad that voting yes for issue one is the Christian thing to do. So, you know, like I said, I mean, the first time I saw it, I was troubled, and then kept having members of my congregation come up to me and say, Pastor, have you seen this commercial? It's terrible. There's a pastor. He's reading from his Bible and, you know, just kind of telling me the whole thing. And it was troubling to them. You, you feel accused um, when someone reads the Bible and, and says you're being a hypocrite for wanting to restrict abortion in the state of Ohio. So it was a, a troubling ad for me pastorally to see somebody using the Bible, twisting the Bible. It was troubling for my members. Uh, I think just for Christians in the state of Ohio seeing that and being troubled by it. How is Aaron's misapplying Jesus' words, judge not? Yeah, well, so, you know, I mean, Jesus says, judge not, you will not be judged. He goes on to talk about the, the speck in your neighbor's eye, the log in your own eye. And Jesus is talking about hypocritical judgment, you know, kind of harping on the sins of other people and overlooking your own sin. And there's a little trick that I think he's playing here, wherein he's talking about pointing at abortion and saying that this is a wrong thing and that, that, that we need to protect children. And and he's playing into the, the, the typical way that the abortion, pro-abortion lobby likes to talk about abortion. That is to talk about it like it's just a choice, uh, almost like, you know, I mean, everybody has different toppings that they like on their pizza. Maybe I like pepperoni. I don't know what you like on your pizza, Todd. Maybe you like anchovies. I don't know anybody who likes anchovies. But uh, that's a, a matter of free choice, and you shouldn't restrict pizza toppings. You shouldn't restrict abortion. But what it completely overshadows and, and just sweeps under the rug is the fact that the thing that's in the womb is a child, is a human being. And so, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's saying, judge not, you shall not be judged. He's acting like this is just a fairly meaningless thing that, you know, if you want to have the opinion that it's a child, then fine, don't have an abortion. But that's just your opinion. And others should have, be free to, to have their own other opinion. You say that Arons has fallen for the sleight of hand that is played by the pro-abortion lobby. What do you mean by that? Well, kind of what we were just talking about, that we'll act like abortion is a free choice, but we won't actually talk about what it is that's in the womb. We'll use any word other than, than child. We'll talk about a fetus. That is, you know, I guess, technically speaking, in terms of scientific language that that's uh, a viable terminology but we just we don't want to say child uh, and the, the fact of the matter is, is it's it's a human being I, I guess if, if we were to come at it from the angle of the study of uh, formal logic uh, we would say that they're begging the question that is to say that they are assuming their conclusion without actually proving that it's the case 
They just state that it's not a child, and then they carry on the argument as though stating that their opinion is the correct opinion is the is is a matter of fact. So it's uh, really a disingenuous sort of a thing. It's not a fair way to have a discussion. And it is, uh, you know, again, like I said, kind of a little bit of a trick that they're playing. Abortion supporters often say that the humanity of the unborn is a religious opinion. We've even heard that in the arguments leading up to the Dobbs decision from a Supreme Court justice. Why do abortion supporters say that? Because then you can dismiss it. I mean, it's it's kind of like we were just saying that if, if it's just an opinion, everybody's got differing opinions on, on all kinds of different sorts of things, you know, like pizza toppings or like, boy, I don't know. I mean, who's your favorite college football team or whatever? I mean, everybody's got different opinions. If it's just a matter of opinion, then I can have mine and you can have yours. But if it is in actual fact a child, a human being, then that's a whole different ball game. So, and I think we can get away that they can get away with this because a uh, pre-born child is still in the womb. You don't see it. You don't have to look him or her in the eyes. You don't have to see her hands, her feet, her ears, her eyes, her nose, her mouth. You don't have to look into the eyes of the, the parents and see the resemblance. I mean, it's possible to dehumanize the child uh, when the child is, is is still in the womb. But if we were to remove the child from the womb of the mother, and, and let's say the child was not a, a pre-born human being, but a, say a five-year-old, then it would be absolutely obvious. Nobody would say that you should be able to kill your five-year-old we we would recoil. We would be horrified at the thought. But the pro-abortion lobby has very successfully dehumanized the pre-born human being, the pre-born son or daughter uh, that is in the womb so that uh, they can justify disposing of it. How do you respond to the ad's statement, government should stay out of family decision-making? Well, I guess it all depends on what's government supposed to do. There are certain rights that uh, and freedoms that government is given to protect and and to provide for and to ensure are intact. And and there are some that government needs to restrict. I mean, there are laws that uh, that protect and ensure uh, life and thriving. And this would be a law that would seek to, you know, freedom for, uh, for for this destruction of life. Government should issue laws that protect life. The government should not consider it a freedom to uh, do something that takes away life, that destroys life. And I, I mentioned, mentioned this in the article. I mean, one of the best ways to make this case is, you know, from, I think, from Proverbs 31, where King Lemuel is reciting the wisdom for ruling uh, that was given to him by his mother. Uh, and one of the things that he says there that his mother told him is, speak out for those who cannot speak for themselves and for the rights of those who are destitute. Is there any class of human population that is less able to speak up for itself than for the preborn child? 
I mean, newborns can barely speak for themselves, and all they can do is cry. A uh, preborn child has no voice, and the government needs to speak up on their behalf. And I mean, my goodness, I mean, is, is there any clearer case for a Christian who is concerned about the Bible, uh, what God's Word, what the Word of God says, is there any clear case that uh, that the Christians should vote no for issue one in the state of Ohio and turn that law down, uh, turn it away? That would be just a horrible thing. How would you then encourage our listeners in Ohio to vote on issue one? Well, please vote no. Absolutely. Please uh, Anyone who's in the state of Ohio who's listening to this interview, please go to the polling station next Tuesday. Vote early if you can, if you can't make it on Tuesday. But please vote no. Please turn this uh, turn this law away. Pastor Paul Schluter is pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Milford Center, Ohio. He's author of a column for the Federalist titled Pastor Twists the Bible to Promote Ohio's Pro-Abortion Ballot Initiative in TV ad. You can read it at issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Paul, thanks. Thank you. Folks, Lutherans for Life equips Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. Check out their free pro-life resources at lutheransforlife.org. lutheransforlife.org. Sarah St. Ange joins us next. We continue our series, Paths to Lutheranism. We'll trace her path from Lutheranism to Roman Catholicism, then back to Lutheranism. How can Christians live out their faith in the church, the family, and the government? Find out in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for November, Faith That Shines in the Culture. It's written by regular guest Dr. Alfonso Espinosa. Learn more about faith that shines in the culture at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. Faith that shines in the culture, the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for November. You're personally invited to join Lutherans for Life and Why for Life in celebrating the theme, Just As I Am, January 14th through the 20th during Life Week 2024. Each theme day will explore a distinct aspect of life ministry through local activities, online educational events, interviews, and more. Find out more at lutheransforlife.org. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. Lutheransforlife.org. The Biblical Worldview Conference is Saturday, November 4th in Chicago. This year's theme is For Such a Time as This, Discernment, Boldness, and Compassion. Brian Wolfmiller, John Bombaro, and others will be speaking on gender-solid parenting, wokeism in schools, transgender pronouns, and sharing Christ in a woke culture. For more information, visit worldviewchicago.org. The Biblical Worldview Conference, November 4th in Chicago, worldviewchicago.org. The weather is changing, the leaves are falling, and you'll soon be setting up your church's Christmon tree this Advent. 
But there's a problem. Remember, Aunt Mabel's Christmonds are from the 80s. They're made of styrofoam, the glitter has dropped off, and they're being held together with toothpicks. Rush on over to Ad Crucem to fix the situation. We offer all the old designs and a whole lot of new ones. Visit adcrucem.com. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M.com. Defending life from beginning to end. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Augustana Lutheran, Moscow, Idaho. Emmanuel Lutheran, Green River, Wyoming. Grace Lutheran, Henderson, Nevada. Emmanuel Lutheran, Holloway, Minnesota. Messiah Lutheran, Seattle, Washington. Pacific Hills Lutheran, Omaha, Nebraska. Redeemer Lutheran, St. Cloud, Minnesota. St. John Lutheran, Rosemount, Minnesota. St. Paul Lutheran, Phoenix, Arizona and Trinity Lutheran, Scottsboro, Alabama. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support, Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal.